Uh, greetings to all dear friends. This is Dental Time Podcast. I'm your host, Jengi Jamashev, and this podcast was created as a platform for discussions and conversations on dentistry, science, business, and self-development. Uh, today, we have uh, the session, podcast session with a special guests. Uh, he's uh, the president of our organization of IDS, Hutaifa Abdul Qadr. Hello, man. Daifa, I think the conversation should start with a little story, yeah, and you can yeah uh, talk, uh, tell the story about ideas, yeah. Sure, man. Uh, thank you for the invitation. Uh, it's really a pleasure to be on your first session of the Dental Podcast, Dental Time Podcast, if I'm not mistaken. And I applaud the efforts and the innovative idea and. Uh, you know, the initiative that you guys are doing in SCORE, uh, it makes me ever so proud of you guys. So yeah, my, my story with IADS, right? Um, yeah. So it goes back, I think, uh, to 2017. And uh, I, I have been, you know, um, you know, seeing on Facebook, it was only Facebook at that time, there was no Instagram uh, hype. Um, I, you know, it's just the posts and kind of congresses of ideas and so on and so forth, but I'm still not very acquainted of what this association is all about and what kind of projects uh, it operates. Um, and up to, until I think at the beginning of 2017, they uh, um, announced a TNT project in, in Germany. And TNT is for training new trainers, which is banned by the training comedy in ideas. And, you know, like in hindsight, yeah. um, had it not been for that TNT, I wouldn't be here actually. So because of what IDS is actually doing, right? Like TNTs, IDRPs, IDCPs, so on and so forth. The Congresses, that's how you plant the seed in somebody, right? So I, I got very excited. It was cheap. It was for 69 euros for like five days. And I said, it was all inclusive. I said like, heck yeah, I'm a student. I was, I think, second year or third year. So it was pretty affordable and I got the money for the ticket from my brother, you know, <laughs> <laughs> pretty crazy, man. So Great. I was yeah. living in Turkey at that time and I applied and uh, I got accepted to enroll and it was mm -hmm. crazy how I got the visa, you know, like just a long story, maybe along the way we can talk about it, but, uh, I arrived too late, uh, two, two days later. So I was late because the visa, like it was, um, the, the project began, I think 27th of June, 2017. I remember the mm -hmm. dates because it was pretty significant. And I arrived mm -hmm. 29th because my visa came out on the 28th of June. So I was like crazy. I, I said like, I'm going to do this regardless. So I bought the ticket on the 28th and I went to Germany. It was my first time in Europe and it was, uh, yeah. it was a dream. And, uh, uh, everything started there. I met, uh, Bjorn Bielich, who was, um, at that mm -hmm. time, I think the treasurer of ideas and, uh, I can tell you that that was um, the beginning of a chapter with global friendships. You know, I Bjorn is my best friend, man. I crash at his house every every time I go to Germany. We uh, we travel a lot together. 
And he's one of those best friends that I gained because of IADS. You know how significant what we are doing. Sure. That's the higher purpose that I would like to talk about um, uh, in this uh, podcast is we are working for a higher purpose because it's all mm-hmm. volunteerism, right? Uh, so that's how it started. That's how my story with IADS started. It was in uh, June uh, 2017. And then... Uh, uh, along the way, I applied to this call committee on, mm-hmm. you know, they opened, I think, in October during uh, the same year. And I, ac- I got accepted into the IDRP, which is whoever for the listeners who don't know, it's the International yeah. Dental Research Program. And yeah, it started from there, man. Great, great. That's amazing. Yeah. And um uh, please tell us a brief chronology of your work in, in the organization in SCORE. Uh, so you uh, you have been working in IEDS for five years, more than five years, yeah, right? Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Uh, can you please tell a little chronology? Yeah, <laughs> Maybe, for sure. Uh, years, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. It's a crazy chronology, though. <laughs> but <laughs> but uh, let's, let's move with it. So... In 2017, I uh, I was appointed as a co-ordinator or like co-director mm-hmm. of the IDRP. So I had another guy working along with me, or sorry, another girl called uh, Christina from Russia, and mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. we both worked pretty well. Uh, she tr- she um, uh, so basically she tr- managed to recruit one project in her university. I also managed to recruit uh, one project in my university. And that's how the whole kind of project management appliance, you know, the, the application of PM started in my life hands on without any prior, I'm not going to say any prior experience because I was a scout leader back in my high school years. But I think it was as some something out of that environment for the first time that I get capacitated with the tools just to, you know, no, like now you are responsible of the IDRP and I want you to uh, draft an action plan. And that's how it all started in 2017. And uh, I, I, I liked it, man. Um, the chairperson of the comedy was called Sean Darvish. Uh, he, he liked my work and actually, um, he, I think he doesn't know this, but he indirectly, um, you know, inspired me to, to, uh, to, to, um, be somehow innovative. So he didn't like restrict me with something. He just told me like, yeah. here's what we can offer you as, as far as tools are concerned, but I want you to come up with the, with your ideas. I want you to do your efforts, you know? Uh, and that's what pushed me to apply to 2018. So now we moved into 2018 term and I reapplied and I uh, was appointed as the director of IDRP. And here I would say, so 2017 was a, like a first exposure, right? First, uh, first-hand exposure to project management and project recruitment, uh, procure- procurement. Um, but in 2018, once I get this kind of empowerment uh, sense of it, that I am the director of something, right? It's really, if, if it's, if it's like, you know, it's a, if you consider it as self-deception, but it's really a sense of empowerment that pushes you, pushes you to do something about it. And just because of that, man, because of the courage that I, uh, uh, gained from that title, uh, I recruited nine research projects worldwide. 
just because of that. And I'm telling you, um, of course, it goes down to your merits and how diligent you are with work, how you can manage your time between school and IADS. But trust me, man, it was uh, because of that. Uh, I, I, you know, reach out to our um, local scientific officers and so on and so forth. And how that's how uh, um, the IDRPs also exploded because it started, I think, in 2013 uh, by Dr. Pavel Scarlett. And um, it, it went down up until, you know, I think 2018 when we, uh, uh, I think, uh, recruited nine projects. Um, so after that, you know, I wanted to, um, I wanted to, you know, uh, increase it a notch and I wanted to go for the, uh, for the ISO at the time. ISO was International Scientific Officer, which now stands for uh, VPSR, Vice President of Science and Research. Yeah, yeah. So that mm-hmm. was in 2019. Um, after, uh, you know, after uh, documenting my own work uh, with, you know, photos, videos, reports, and all of that, um, that actually pushed me to have a solid case to run for the position. And I remember it was in Tunisia, 2019, against uh, one candidate from Sweden. And I think I got, I remember all of those details, by the way. So I think I got 21, yeah. 21 votes um, against eight. So that was solid case for me that, you know, um, I took it well, um, willingly and with the vote of confidence of the delegates. So it started in 2019 and, uh, you know, I can, we can talk about what happened in 2020. But because you get recruited in October 2019 and I worked, man, like all this stuff, like it, it, everything exploded because now I'm in control of all the departments of uh, SCORE. So the webinars, yeah. the research, um, the uh, dental Olympics, dental, uh, the lecture contests. Um, and there was the DSRJ, which is the Dental Student Research Journal. But it wasn't the idea that I had in my mind. So what I did is I auditioned a new committee or like a new subcommittee called the IDCP, the International Dental Courses Program, because I had that idea that once you do something systematically, everything will slide into its place uh, automatically. So just just because we um, laser focused on research, that's how we recruited research projects. And uh, once we laser focused on hands-on courses, now we started recruiting hands-on courses. Um, so I think I had eight hands-on courses with two research projects at that time, um, along with a, a webinar deal with OHIS, which is a, a, a webinar company, uh, based in Belarus. Um, everything is actually documented. You can just go back to Facebook and Instagram and see those kind of projects that were recruited. Uh, however, uh, COVID hit in February, 2020, you know, and it was crazy, yeah, man. Yeah. You know, all your efforts just, you know, in vain somehow, because you are very excited. This is your dream. Let's say you've been like, um, wanted to do, uh, a lot of stuff in the, as, as by right of this position for the past three to four years. And unfortunately COVID hit. And that's where, like, you know, we were all in our houses uh, and I, it was the hype of the webinars, the Instagram lives. So I deduced an idea of why not doing all of this, 
but in a very modern and organized way, which came with the idea of IJDS, the International Journal of Dental Students. And it's not about the research of the students, because that is like an old-fashioned idea. It's already there. We have the lecture contests. I also proposed to open a web, uh, a landing uh, web page on our uh, website to uh, spotlight the articles and research of our students, which is something old-fashioned. There is not, nothing innovative uh, for uh, about that. But what I had in mind is to bring the students closer to the literature, to the slow witting, to the long articles um, in a very attractive way. You know, so to, to bridge that gap, I had the idea of IJDS. And, you know, I worked, I think, for three to four months on summarizing, uh, you know, you know, contemporary topics. And I also encouraged my comedy members to come up with theirs. And we formed the first issue of the IJDS and it, uh, it got published on DTI and that was in 2020. Uh, and then I think 2020 October, we had, we had our first virtual, um, virtual AC annual Congress. And I reapplied to, uh, become the v the VPSR for, for its second year in a row. And I got it against, I think four candidates, which was by far the most uh, competitive one in terms um, so no other position had that much candidates running for the position right mm -hmm. uh, and i got yeah elected in 2020 october and it uh i think when we met in istanbul in 2021 that's when i became yeah. the president so that's uh, your chronological sure. order, order of uh, my working ideas yeah, great. That's amazing. That's unbelievable, man. Yeah, uh, sure. Uh, you're really fond of uh, the articles, science, and it's, now we can talk a little bit about science. And um, what do you think? Science is, yeah, it's very important in dentistry and uh, uh, everything, uh, every every single article we use in a treatment plan yeah for our patients and and how you can uh, i i'm curious how you manage the uh, the time for articles how you manage the time for doing this or uh, for writing for working um, for publishing yeah uh, these big articles very outstanding articles in uh some journals, yeah, scientific journals. And uh, uh, yeah, we can talk a, bit, a little bit about science and time management. <laughs> yeah, science and time management, which is something that you yeah. have to cultivate on a daily basis, in my opinion. Yes, yeah. So I, I wouldn't, I'm not going to lie about it, man. It's it's basically came from COVID, right? Because, because COVID really tested your patience and... Um, tested exactly if you're a lazy person or you're like someone who strives to be better right and we're all like we all strive for self-discipline it's not something that you are born with and it's not something that you will sustain it's something that you have to fight every single morning and i i emphasize the idea of the suffering you have to visit suffering every day or else you're going to become a civilized person who is not going to be disciplined you know and that's are the demons inside of you that tell you to procrastinate, let's say. 
So in COVID, the whole IJDS and the kind of articles and how I delved into this uh, literature review uh, hub and bubble um, came from the motivation, man, from the, I'm not going to even, you know, because motivation, uh, you know, tapers off after a while. But motivation is like the spark. And, it, it, and that spark, you have to know to acknowledge that it's not going to stay there. The spark is only to, you know, it's like the switch engine. Once you switch the engine, there's no switch engine anymore. You know, there is only the fuel. So the fuel is the self-discipline. The fuel is not the motivation. And this is a very intricate idea. People have to know that, yeah, I started this project, project X, and it started with a motivation, with a drive or something, but it's going to fade away along the, you know, it's going to fade, fade away along the way. Um, and that's where your self-discipline and diligence and perseverance uh, kicks in. Um, so the time management kind of a thing is for you to know your priorities, um, to strive to be disciplined with your time, to have that contract with you, um, with yourself basically is, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to finish this before the deadline. And that's it. Either I work under pressure or I work, I don't work under pressure. I have to do it. So once you uh, abuse that contract, then you have to talk to yourself because yeah. basically if you really um, do that to yourself, I don't know, maybe you have to do a better self-analysis and know exactly what you want from this life. Uh, because if you're, done, if you're not doing what you really want deep inside of you, I don't think you're going to have the discipline. So this is, comes out from, you know, I'm not going to say it's motivation. Again, it's something deep inside of you that you really want to do this, not for to please others or like for your ego or like, yeah, I'm doing this just like to get famous and people know about me and all of that, which is, I'm not going to say it's wrong, but it's not going to, it's not sustainable. It's really not sustainable. And whatever is not sustainable is not transformative. It's only instant, you know, it's only instantly the, uh, 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 doing its, uh, doing its purpose. Um, and now we can also talk about the instant gratification and the delayed one, uh, that everybody has to incorporate into their lives. So that's it, man. It's just the love for science and research because it's, it has been, the, uh, it has been the, uh, the case ever since I was, you know, in preliminary secondary school, high school, I've always wanted to do something related to science and research and, and all of that. And then uh, that's how I strive to study dentistry, man. Um, it wasn't easy for me coming from a, you know, middle-class family with my both parents retired. I'm the youngest in my family. It's not easy to study dentistry. And um, completely honest, I'm never going to be able to afford dentistry with its normal rates. So, um, after graduating from high school, um, you know, um, I dropped out of the university that I got with the kind of, you know, so in, I, I'm, I'm, I come from Jordan and in Jordan, uh, the um, average that you get, the GPA that you get dictates what kind of major you will enroll. And uh, because of, you know, I'm not going to even have any excuses. So I got around 94 out of 100, right? And the only thing that I got uh, with the lower fees, which is like something affordable, is industrial engineering, right? So 
And it was like in a university that was like, I don't know, maybe a hundred kilometers away from my house. So I, I, so it was a horrible thing for me. Uh, and it wasn't the thing that I wanted to study. And this is the ridiculous thing in our, in every, you know, worldwide somehow that, uh, the government dictates what kind of thing you will study. You know, it's just doesn't make yeah, sense yeah. rather than, you know, doing some kind of interest exams and so on and whatever. So uh, and I dropped out of high school after like the first semester, uh, out of university, uh, after the first semester. And I went to work a couple of work, you know, a couple of stuff that I'm not very proud of, but I, I did. Uh, and then I applied for a scholarship to study dentistry in Turkey. And I waited for one year uh, until I got the answer. And it was the hardest period, uh, which mm-hmm. actually forms and shapes you as a person right and i said sufferings and suffering you have to suffer to suffering yeah yeah, because that you know because that's you know you have to you have to go into that darkness man you have to operate from the darkness if you don't suffer in your life once you get one challenge uh, along the way you will crack you will crack and you you know that's the the wholesome of um of successful of being successful because Success is not only about money and status. So it's about like this multifactorial kind of multifaceted thing that uh, that is like a Lego, you know, like a Lego thing. Cubes. That it's not only one thing that dictates yeah. uh, you to be successful. So yeah, man, I uh, I earned that scholarship and I studied uh, dentistry in Turkey completely for free by the grace of God. You know, this is a grace from Allah, Alhamdulillah, for it, and. Um, uh, that's, that's, uh, that's exactly, uh, what f- fuels me after I, I uh, switch my car, uh, to read articles, manage my time and so on and so forth. Great, man. Uh, I have a similar story because I, uh, now I'm a fifth year student. Yeah. Five, uh, I'm fifth year and I'm finishing my study. And, uh, when I finished, uh, uh, high school, I decided to go to dentistry, not because my father is dentist, uh, just because I saw uh, some professors, some scientific workers in dentistry uh, on international uh, conference. So I decided to go to dentistry. And um, really, uh, financial situation wasn't uh, good at that time. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I applied to scholarship. Uh, we have governmental scholarship in Kazakhstan. And uh, really, first, we uh, uh, the rule is uh, every year, we have only one list of uh, scholarship winners, right? And uh, Firstly, <laughs> I won a scholarship on general medicine. Uh, and the, I, I think it was in, in, the, uh, in July or something like that in 20, 2017. And uh, I was in depression. I, I depressed. Uh, yeah, it was re- uh, really hard because general medicine, we, uh, you should study uh, you study seven years and <laughs> you are only... Uh, you're only medical worker and if you want to be a surgeon you have to study 10 or 13 years yeah something like that and uh, this year 2017 
I don't know. It was a uh, really, really lo- lucky time because uh, we had the second list of scholarships, of scholarship winners, and I, <laughs> I won uh, the spot for dental, dental uh, school of dentistry in, in our uh, Kazakh, in my city in Almaty, in Kazakh National Medical University. So yeah, I study for free. And uh, alhamdulillah, really. Alhamdulillah, man. You see? <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. That's amazing. Man. Yeah, and uh, yeah, we had bad times, I think. And uh, yeah, it's, uh, suffering is the best uh, thing for self-improvement, self-developing, right, man? And we've discussed uh, a little bit on MYM, yeah? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, we, we know that suffering and... Uh, uh, this multifactorial, yeah, you you sure uh, you write that multifactorial thing. The success is not about the money; it's about the um, self um, developing and the, the discipline, right? Yes. And um, I'm curious, who's your hero? Who's your favorite person from history, or I don't um, know? So, so here's the thing, and I've, I've been asked this before, right? <laughs> So my so in terms of an idea, it's myself, but it's not not an egotistical yeah. thing. It's really myself. Uh, that's my best friend, you know. Because once you yeah. do this self care, self love kind of a thing, you develop a, a relationship with yourself that you're not you weren't aware of. But in terms of who I really look up to, and this comes from the meaning of my name, you know, my name is Hadefa. And it means that yeah. I acquire the best traits of whatever in front of me, and I just uh, evade whatever the negative is. So it's not so. Every person I look to uh, doesn't mean that they're a perfect role model for me, but I only uh, acquire the assets that suits my uh, uh, my thinking and. Uh, whatever I see is uh, crucial to develop. So I would start with Muhammad Ali, man. Yeah. <laughs> Muhammad Ali, yeah. um, I, I even like cried, like the first time I somehow got in touch with myself and why am I crying? Because this guy died, right? But then when you read about his suffering, right? <laughs> and yeah. you read how he... Um, Stood up for what he believes in, man. That's 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 the whole thing for this life, in my humble opinion. Like, if you really want to please people and don't talk about what you uh, what you really want from this life and what you really stand for, then why are we here, man? If you don't, if you tolerate everybody, then you stand for nothing, right? Like, you shouldn't tolerate everything. You're yeah. right. So that's what exactly Muhammad Ali did. Um, he spoke against the government. He spoke against a lot of stuff. He spoke and advocates for his own faith. And that's, I think, uh, should be the message of whoever believes. So if you believe in something, you have to advocate for it uh, and be true to yourself. And sure, you shouldn't be a people pleaser. Um, so I think uh, Muhammad Ali would be, would be the, uh, the role model. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Great. And, um, how um how did you start the um, uh, your uh, path your way and and uh, science uh, and when did you decide to uh, to start uh, work with science yeah to, to work with with these applications documents a lot of documents yeah we had lots of papers and uh, 
and and what time and uh, when did you decide to work? So you mean in IDS or generally, like for dentistry? Generally, generally. Oh, yeah, man, generally. It's I don't know, but what I recall, like my love for science, and you know, this comes from your parents as well. Uh, and we can yeah. we can talk about the kind of se first seven years of your life uh, where your personality is basically uh, developed and you are just a sponge. You know, you are in your subconscious. You don't remember anything from that period, uh, but you were soaking up your parents' ideology, soaking up your environment, the language they speak. You know, nobody taught you the language, right? <laughs> That's what it's your mother tongue, right? So I think it comes from my parents. My dad is a professor in microeconomics. Um, my my uh, my mother is also um, in uh, nursery and uh, nutrition. I think they're both professors, and that's what they want for their child, right? They they the child has to be a doctor, right? <laughs> <laughs> but um, none of my brothers were doctors. My sister is also yeah. not a doctor. They're, they're engineers. So. Mm -hmm. um, I think my first grade, you know, they asked you that question, what do you want to be in when you, uh, when you grow up? And I said, I want to be a scientist yeah. because scientist. I don't know why yeah. I want to be a scientist. It's because my parents wanted me to be a scientist, right? <laughs> <laughs> so along the way, you know, that pushes you to be on top of your class. So on and off, I was on top of my class. I changed schools once in my life uh, from uh, elementary to secondary and um, I was uh, one of the top ranked uh, students in my class. And that's actually, you know, stems from, uh, of course, what, what was um, imparted to me f uh, from my parents. And as well, you know, I liked it. I like to study somehow, not like, you know, like a bookworm, but I, I had a relationship with science, relationship with yeah. information. And I had it as a... It could be a protection mode that um, I do. I, I I wanted to be the smartest guy, you know. I wanted to be the smartest guy, so uh, uh, I used to, you know, go into those kind of discussions. That's why I like to debate, right? So I got yeah, yeah. I used to go into <laughs> some discussions with the uh, the ones who are like top class, first ranked, mm -hmm. and I used to, you know, like find a crack in their information and so on and so forth. So I always had that kind of, um, uh, what do you call it? Like, um, kind of a, a critical mindset, right? Uh, and I always was, uh, uh, in doubt of the information outside of school. So I always criticized religion. I always, uh, criticized politics and the government. Mm -hmm. It's just me, man. And, uh, um, you know, I had this conversation with a with a with a very close friend. Once we uh, rekindled our relationship after ten years, we were just talking about all those topics. Actually, being cynical towards the government and life and so on and so forth. And I told him like I don't like injustice. And he told me, man, like chill, man, relax. Let the injustice be. It's gonna always be in the world, right? But like, why can't we make a difference for injustice, and especially what is happening in the world right now, right? So that also stems from the fact that I'm critical uh, towards whatever I'm doing. So of course I'm in high school, I'm in the class. Of course I'm gonna, I'm gonna be critical of what's uh, what's being uh, explained during the class. 
And I wasn't, you know, this also comes from the fact that I don't like uh, triviality. I don't like it, man. It's just me. I was always, uh, they, they say it advanced, you know, advanced in my age because, you know, my peers used to do stuff and I see it like, okay, I'm going to distance myself from that because I see it trivial. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that, that's actually what, uh, what, you know, those are a culmination of why I'm very interested in science and research and now interested in, you know, dentistry related project management, uh, um, you know, uh, thanks to IADS. So I think that explains my, my, my intuition towards science. Yeah. Great, man. Amazing. Yeah. That's, um, that, yeah, that's great. IDS also is the platform for improving, for self-developing and management yeah, in dentistry and uh, in public health and future, I think. And um, I think, yeah, uh, science, uh, for example, I, I've decided to start some scientific, little scientific uh, projects in, uh, in middle school uh, from seven, seventh year of, uh, of uh, school. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that was, that, that was very interesting because uh, you work with these little things. Uh, I started with microbiology in school. <laughs> <laughs> microbiology yeah <laughs> but um i didn't uh, i didn't know that i will go to dentistry so i uh, i've worked with scientific projects in microbiology and um literature yeah and uh, <laughs> and um also low low i i wanted to be maybe i had idea to go to international international law um to be international law worker like diplomacy and something like that but ids is the same man <laughs> yeah you 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 go to you go to ge- general assembly as delegate and it's great it's great it's yeah i i've uh, i've got this uh, got goal to be delegate or something like that yeah from kazakhstan <laughs> yeah and Yeah, 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 and uh, science, yeah, science, uh, we really, truly love science and uh, science is everything for uh, for doing brand new or outstanding things in dentistry and not only in dentistry. And uh, um, I think uh, we can move to public health, yeah, Daifa, and uh, yeah. talk a little bit about public health. What do you think, uh, what is the situation with public health in dentistry for now? For now? So, um, uh, coming from the kind of, uh, um, long-term uh, projects and the long-term agenda of the FDI mm-hmm. in regards to dentistry, I think, uh, they have two main, uh, two main long-term uh, objectives, which are sustainability in uh, dentistry and also uh, artificial intelligence. And, uh, as you know, you're more acquainted with our AI uh, than me. It's like, it's not even the future, it's the present, right? <laughs> so that goes under the public health sector because public health is a, is a general term uh, that encompasses all those ideas. Um, and also they have sustainability in, in dentistry. Uh, and that also encompasses a lot of stuff, you know, the tobacco free or uh, um, the amalgam free dentistry. And they also, yeah. um, uh, this, the kind of, um, uh, 
Like they just want to spread that all over the world and incorporate it in dental practices, you know? Uh, and that's how you make it sustainable. Like sustainability, as I said, it's something transform it's transformative uh, and it takes time. So they want to somehow unify this ideology all over the world uh, through the sustainability project. Um, mm -hmm. uh, and green dentistry is also under that, which is also a project in IDS and will be under the public health committee. Um, so that's exactly what IDS is embarking on. Uh, we are, uh, uh, auditioning, uh, a new comedy, which will replace the prophylaxis comedy because prophylaxis is part of public health. And now we want to yeah. expand this term and by default expand our efforts and operations in public health. And we will, you know, I think we have, uh, as we dealt with COVID-19 last year, we ran, uh, um, large, large scale, a cross-sectional survey, uh, that investigated the attitudes of Dell students towards COVID-19 vaccine hesitancy. And we published the article and we also published a machine learning approach to that. Also a second article. And we opened the door to regional uh, ambassadors to publish their own regional, uh, articles and we published one for the Middle East. Um, in terms of the AI, I think it's uh, something that we mutually are working on uh, for the annual Congress of IDS, which will be maybe the, the first milestone uh, of artificial intelligence um, powered by IDS. And uh, I think, um, and I hope that will, this will be sustained uh, inside and within the IDS for, for many, many years, because it is coming, you know, it is really coming. AI is coming and, uh, we gotta equip our students, our members, uh, with everything necessary to know how to deal with AI. Um, yeah. and I invite all your listeners to, uh, to check out the annual Congress, uh, and try their best to attend it in Kazakhstan, Almaty, because uh, there are going to be a lot of AI related workshops and lectures. Uh, great man um yeah artificial intelligence is uh, very um it's must have for for dentists now and uh, yeah i had idea to learn mm, learn coding uh, program learning yeah <laughs> for improving myself in robotics or artificial intelligence i think robotics it will be uh, the set the step after the artificial intelligence i think robotics will be it, it is the future right and artificial intelligence is now uh, we have uh, some a lot of programs now um, using artificial intelligence and uh, in digital dentistry so yeah what do you think about the um, learning new stuff for for dentists for improving ourselves for example program learning uh, machine learning uh, uh, yeah some um specialities or um skills uh, to be closer to artificial intelligence in dentistry uh so i wouldn't say that i know a lot of about ai man uh, i think you you would answer that question better than me but what i would say in terms of just being a better dentist, uh, don't confine yourself to the walls of your clinic. That's it. Really, yeah. because you're going to have a burnout by 35 uh, and you don't know anything to do outside of that. 
So you will get like a midlife, mid-age like crisis, and uh, <laughs> the industry is like one of the most suicidal, yeah. uh, uh, you know, uh, pro- uh, professions in the world. So I would advise every dentist and every dental student to swerve a little bit from their kind of dental career. Uh, go learn coding or learn how robotics work or like whatever kind of uh, soft skills like project management, project procurement is something that is also uh, is on demand like data analysis is exploding right Um, so just have a second kind of side business whatever it is you know just don't confine yourself to dentistry because I was like in love with dentistry and after graduation once you start um once you know those kind of obstacles start hitting you and uh whatever yeah, yeah, yeah. you had in mind whatever you romanticize during your graduation doesn't happen <laughs> um you will be encountered with reality and you yeah. will say okay yes. now what should i do i'm not happy working like in a clinic like i love it but i'm not happy so i need to find something to get me out of this bubble so here is the thing. So in terms of AI, I think you will answer better than me, Matt. <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. It's uh, to be out, to be and um, uh, in touch with things outside dentistry. Yeah, that's that's hundred percent. Definitely, that's uh, you're right. And um, yeah, I know a, a lot of. Uh, I have a lot of classmates, uh, lots of friends in dentistry who works. Uh, only in in a dental office and they are i don't know it's uh, they're burning out and uh, <laughs> recharging and after that yeah that circle <laughs> yeah that's why dentists they you know they travel a lot right they go to holidays a lot yeah. like twice per year because it's stressful man it's like and like let's be very honest we know what kind of patients that walk in our clinics on a daily basis and you have to put that <laughs> poker face and like have that demeanor with them, <laughs> fake demeanor, because it is like being professional, right? They're, they're your clients. Yeah, yeah, but at the end yeah. of the day, man, like you need to, to you know, like in, decompress and um, not decompress in a, in, a, in a form of a holiday, decompress in a, in a form of a second business that you worked for. And this is my advice. We are freaking young, man. Don't think that yeah. now you're 26, 27, 28, 29, 30, that you're like, yeah, I'm a big boy. No, we're still young, man. <laughs> Whoever is like now 50 will look at us and say like, you're a baby. Yeah. You're really a baby. So why not waste if they want to call it waste? Or in my terminology and your terminology, why not invest those two to invest. three years after your yeah. graduation to lay the foundation of a second business? regardless of what it is, whatever floats your boat. Just don't be a lesser version of what you see on Instagram. Don't be that. Everybody want to freaking do veneers now. And they're all like just a less version of the best uh, veneerist, the best cosmetic dentist in the world. They will never accomplish what he is accomplishing or she is accomplishing, right? But like open the space for you to really execute what you are. And do what your own development. Don't do the development of others. If that suits you, if you really like cosmetic dentistry, then go for it, man. I'm not telling you not to go for it. But if you're like, don't have your own personality and you don't know yourself that much deep inside, 
And you just look at Instagram, you say, yeah, I'm going to buy that Canon and I'm going to publish those like yeah, uh, yeah. fillings, those veneers <laughs> photos, and I'm going <laughs> to jump on the bandwagon, right? Man, I yeah. hate that. And I'm, I just hate it. And that actually uh, is repulsive to me. I don't like it and I will never be. And I think we share this trait that you want to be unique and you want to be special. How in hell you will be special? If you do this, so don't be a lesser virgin, be how, the, how great you want to be. You know, you can only be great once you execute yourself, not others. That's it. Yeah, hundred percent. And what is uh, your favorite um, spe spe speciality in dentistry, endodontics or prosthetics? What do you love more? Periodontology, man. I'm in love with the perio. Periodontology. Oh, yeah. great, man. Yeah. That started in third year because yeah. first, second, and the the first semester of third year, I said like, "What is dentistry, man? I don't know what the hell I'm studying." You know, this is yeah. nothing. Um, uh, really uh, brought me in touch with dentistry more than perium uh, because perium. yeah, mm -hmm. I was like, we were taking the prosthetics and restorative, but it was all mechanical stuff. It was all like, yes. it wasn't yes. like biology based, like something human. It was just like materials and metals and uh, porcelains. So once uh, the first lecture of Perio, which was about the dentilla of the gums, I remember that mm -hmm, at mm -hmm. uh, that moment. And I said, man, you know, like, finally, I'm, 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 I'm like delving into dentistry for what I really chose dentistry for. And then this whole relationship with periodontology developed uh, when I knew about the muco gingival uh, aspect of it. Mm -hmm. So it's not, I, I wasn't fond of uh, the implantology aspect of it, but I was very intrigued by this kind of intricate details of the uh, of the grafts and uh, uh, how you do a flap. And it's very like, you know, periodontologists are very uh, different than maxillofacial surgeons, right? <laughs> yeah, sure. Surgeons, sure. they just want to <laughs> cut bone and they're very vicious and aggressive. <laughs> but periodontologists, they're very classy and very soft. And uh, it's very something that you have to, it's an art, I would say. I wouldn't maxillofacial surgery is something very big and I respect them, but it's not something that yeah. touches my personality. I, I'm not going to be able to do zygomatic implants and open like the fourth one or two or three or whatever that is, you know, but yeah, I want to yeah. do in the future. This is not my current goal, but it was actually like a year ago as I want to be like a mucogingival surgeon, only that I just want to do those kind of surgeries and work, work in regeneration. Uh, and do some research in regeneration. I'm very fond yeah. of um, of uh, the tissue regeneration and tissue engineering aspect of the perio. Um, and that's exactly what I want to be doing. That's the only thing I want to be doing in dentistry. I don't want to do fillings anymore. I don't want to do prosthetics <laughs> anymore. I just want to do that on a daily basis and, like, uh, and do my side business uh, after that. Yeah, definitely. Uh, periodontology and uh, it's everything in dentistry because uh, implantology and prosthetics is uh, without periodontology, it's nothing. Yeah, and uh, yeah, we we uh, we should learn more in periodontology. Uh, I'm happy that I have my supervisor um, outside my university. She has um, uh, she 
has opened her own clinic um, this year and um, month months a month uh, earlier, and I'm happy that I have uh, supervised in periodontology and uh, I, I can learn something from her. Yeah, awesome, man. Uh, so it's yours as well. You like perio as well. Perio, yeah, I like perio. I like uh, prosthetics, and um, I I like prosthetics uh, more in. Um, digital way digital dentistry so yeah <laughs> of course yeah You're moving away from the kind of casting the old-fashioned thing of it right you just basically yeah sure sure scan sure. the arch and here you go your crown is milled and now it's ready for cementation right it's uh it's oh, really sure. fascinating how far we have come in dentistry right with digital dentistry as well I, I remember that Galip um, uh, Gurel on uh, AC in Istanbul, he said, I have, I've asked him about, I think you remember, yeah, I've asked him about the, sec uh, the, the next um, trend in dentistry and he said that it's robotics and it's in dentistry and, and um, some things with robotics and dentistry in digital way. So yeah, I think that's the future and uh, we can do something. Uh, I knew, I know, a couple of uh, companies uh, working in uh, robotics and uh, working with um, some hands, robotic hands and implantology. A robotic hand, <laughs> you just only set the direction of, uh, of uh, implant and that's that's all. You just only control this <laughs> robotic hand and he, uh, he works, uh, it works um, uh, everything, yeah. It, that that's that's all you just only controlling that's great this man. robot can't yeah this robot I yeah I, you know i don't want to get into the kind of unemployment race that will happen if that really happens but <laughs> like, <laughs> seriously man like you just like, yeah. you, you fix the patient and the robot is going to do everything for you with the kind of augmented dynamic reality right you even know exactly yeah. where the implant is whilst you're doing the surgery uh, but it is what it is, you know, Elon Musk says and talks about a universal wage that they want to implement because people will be unemployed because of this robotics. If yeah. you apply it like everywhere, you know how crazy that will be. Yeah. Um, and, you know, this, go this goes back if you want to have a macroscopic perspective on the matter. Uh, we have to be human, man. We have to be uh, cultivate humanity in ourselves, because if this is really hurtful and it's really bad for humanity as a whole then we have to confine it and put limitations on it and i don't want to be very philosoph philosophical here um but really if really robotics and ai will make families suffer then screw it and the, the hell with it you know but if it's yeah. something that will serve the purpose of development not on the expense of human lives then let's do it i don't care but this really talks about the, the world that we're doing, man, you know, and how crazy it is. Um, and I don't want to get into politics from robotics. I know I'm swerving, but really like people are talking about nuclear weapons, like what the hell is going on? Really? So you care about human lives and you want to shoot a nuclear a missile like in a city yeah. with civilians. I still don't get it really. Right. So yeah, I really, yeah, I don't get it too. Yeah. Anyhow, so uh, moving back to robotics. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
yeah, humanity is a very, yeah, we, I think in the future we will have a lot of uh, robots and the dentistry and not only, and, uh, but people, uh, men, uh, it's it's uh, must have humanities must have thing uh, yeah Ro robots don't doesn't have do robots don't have uh, the humanity and we we should control them but also elon musk uh, is afraid of uh, uh war with artificial intelligence or something like that with robots so yeah <laughs> yeah he talked about that too man like you can even yeah. see that in japan man like the waiters are basically robots like it's a robot operated yeah. restaurant like what is going yeah, on yeah 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 and he says like the ai the computer um i i think he explicated very very like in a very scary way but he said really we might get into a war with ai and we might exterminate yeah. ourselves you know <laughs> <laughs> just crazy what's happening you know and this goes back to a topic where the moral uh, yeah. grounding so where we where our morals stem from and uh, what is our moral background. This is a very philosophical question that we shouldn't talk yeah. about in a dental podcast, but we can talk about it <laughs> personally. But really, it all, yeah. all goes back to your moral background and how that is grounded in your life. If you really think AI is dangerous, then you have to confine it and put limitations on it. Yeah. And um, yeah, I, I think that's uh, that's more useful for <laughs> for using artificial intelligence in the future yep. so yeah um we can uh move to i think we can move to uh to free time of your life daifa what do you do in free time how do you relax after uh, uh despite of this things in dentistry and project management and uh, how do you use your free time all right so free time basically my free time is is um some part of it is for ideas because that's how you work for ideas through your free, free time of your yeah. personal life and the other free time that i when i'm really don't have anything to do is uh, music and scouting mm -hmm. those are my um my top hobbies that um i'm recently like um doing so music i play the bagpipes i think uh you saw that in uh, mym yeah but it wasn't with the full band so i uh, i uh, gig with a couple of bands here in jordan and i uh, also play with an orchestra and i have my own mm -hmm. bagpipes here at home so i bagpipe once um I, I i i have a free time and i also play the oriental uh, instrument which is called the oud with oud o-u-d uh i've been playing that uh -huh. uh, Ever since 2006, um, it was, you know, my high school had a compulsory music class, which is something that is everybody should take. Mm -hmm. But I fell in love with that uh, old uh, ambience kind of vibe of Oud. And because uh, I, I really would say I have an old soul that goes yeah. back to the thing that I told you, like, I'm advanced at my age that once my peers do something, I feel I don't relate to it because I feel like I'm older for that, but I'm not actually old. Like I was feeling that during my, you know, uh, elementary school, but I'm still like a kid, but I don't relate to their childish acts, you know? So old because it's very old fashioned and it had that kind of old vibe to it. Uh, so it attracted me and, um, 
Uh, I also play that professionally. Um, other stuff, I do scouting. So um, I started scouting in 2008. And, uh, you know, in scouting, there is ranks and there you have to go to special camps for special training uh, on leadership mm-hmm. in scouting for you to become a scout leader. Um, so in 2012, yeah. I uh, went to a seven-day camp where basically they put your face in mud and they drag you and it's like something crazy, but it is something very good to uh, uh, really uh, build a robust personality and uh, don't crack under pressure, which actually helped me when I was in Turkey away from my family while being a 19-year-old. So yeah, in 2012, I became a Wood Badge certified scout leader and I started uh, mentoring uh, Boy Scouts uh, on survival skills, uh, how to, um, uh, you know, ignite a fire in the forest, how to kill a, a chicken and cook the chicken. <laughs> I'm sorry, vegans. Yeah. And <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to talk about horses. <laughs> oh, horse. Yeah. Yeah. So <clears throat> come to Kazakhstan um, and see. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, uh-huh. A lot of stuff, uh, project management uh, of, you know, we have small like events uh, for Boy Scouts and Girl Scouts. Uh, So that's a mini project management. So you you are the leader today theme. So we appoint like a a Boy Scout or a Girl Scout to run the whole project, which is like for one day. But, you know, it shows you and exposes you to those aspects. Um, And other than that, I read. I read a lot. and I was also, you know, indulge in uh, religious acts, which is something that suits my faith. And that's how I, uh, I get grounded into this reality and don't lose my reference on reality. And uh, I travel, you know, I use um, the chance whenever I find it to travel, meet new friends and raise my uh, tolerance towards other cultures because you're not born with intolerance or tolerance, sorry. Um, yeah. And it just exposes you and, you know, as you say, it broaden your horizon of um, just being there, you know, like going to other places and know that you're not your life or your ideology might not be the absolute truth of this life. So exposing yourself to other cultures, other customs, other traditions, other lifestyles and other thinking kind of thought process um, adds up to your personality and uh, self-development. Yeah, great. Yeah, I saw uh, Ut, uh, right? Ut uh, instrument, musical instrument in your stories in Instagram. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, I, I've seen it. It's, uh, it's not so long instrument. Yeah, it's little, uh, it's not, it's small, I think, yeah? Yeah, no? yeah somehow, yeah. It's just, um, could be from your chest up to your ah, belly. Okay. So it's not very big. It's not like a cello it's more like a guitar um yeah 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 i think you, you can bring this uh to annual congress yeah yeah <laughs> uh to talent show <laughs> we'll see yeah. man uh, yeah, yeah, yeah yeah of course it will be my pleasure yeah great musical instruments uh, yeah the dentists are really talented uh, guys uh, in also in ideas uh, in ideas we have a lot of talented guys and uh, yeah you you too man uh, you you are uh, uh, you can um, play with musical instruments uh, you can <laughs> you are 
a scout leader yeah and yeah that's amazing and yeah, um, i think, I think um, um in the end of this episode first episode of our dental type podcast i think you can end it with your words to maybe young young dental students first or second year yeah or maybe um uh, who wants who wants to go to dentistry and um yeah uh floor is yours <laughs> thanks man um i'd say so whoever is interested in dentistry uh and i'm speaking from my own point of view i like dentistry regardless so if you don't like you know there is you have to differentiate between your uh your your intimidation of the dental office what whatever happened to you as a phobia when you were a kid because it happened to me and i ran out of the dental hospital and i never went back so but i liked the the kind of things that dentists do and i got exposed you know from social media of how a dentist can be and would be so i liked it and that's how I chose dentistry and I was uh, enough self-aware to choose it. Um, But you will have challenges. Uh, It's not easy. You will have a love-hate relationship with dentistry. And that's that's why people specialize in dentistry and don't stay GP. Um, Of course, a ratio stays as a GP because that's how their environment is basically conducive for them to stay as a GP. But if you're... um, uh, if you have that kind of challenges in dentistry and you just want to deal with one field, then you got to go to, to specialization um, or maybe go to public health sector. That's also another um, kind of a career pathway for people who don't want to deal with the practical aspect of becoming a clinician. Um, so, and I, you know, I'm, I'm very glad that we have IADS supporting uh, dental students just like there is IFMSA supporting medical students because yeah. it's very boring just to study for medicine or just study for dentistry, regardless of who is a geek and a bookworm and he's uh, or she's uh, uh, the first uh, on uh, his or her class. Uh, those are exceptional cases. I'm not going to talk about them. And I always had kind of <laughs> think with them, but like it just doesn't <laughs> marinate in my mind how you're only focused on that. Well, good to go. That's that floats your boat. <clears throat> but whoever want to diversify their life, uh, don't be, you know, get high grades, but don't get that GPA for GPA. I'm not going to advocate for that. Because uh, life has so many opportunities to offer you as a person. And IADS is there to take you. Um, And uh, this comes from my own experience with IADS, man. Uh, uh, Ever since 2017, up until March 2020, right? 2022, sorry. Um, The amount of first-hand exposure that I that I received from working with international NGOs and I'm talking about the top ones um, like just having that sharing the table with those people with the CEO of whoever just is is a is a eye-opening experience and a transformative kind of a process um, you will be very tense. You will be very stressed. You don't know what to talk. You know, once you have a, like a very important interview and you finish it, you say, man, like oh, I was very stressed. It wasn't myself, right? It wasn't myself speaking because I was very tense. I was very stressed. 
because yeah, yeah. that comes from you haven't been suffering enough for you to deal with that much fake stress that you put on yourself. And I was like that. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna lie. I was exactly like that. I was putting my script in front of me whenever I'm doing an interview or whatever. I'm reading from there. Like, what the heck am I doing, man? Um, it's a self-deception. And self-deception, you are born with it because of your childhood traumas, because of the environment that you are a mechanical product of its factory. So you gotta go into suffering. You have to visit that suffering either, as I said, you know, wake up four in the morning and go run, man. Uh, have something that you want to accomplish, like uh, set minor goals. And that's how you suffer. That's how you discipline yourself. Um, and that's how you're going to start operating from the darkness. Whatever you have friction, you don't care about it because you've been there. You have to visit those past moments in your life, whatever major things that happened to you, and operate from that pain because that's what's going to put you and get you through those, those kind of moments, you know, like public speaking, let's say. Nobody's gonna is born with that skill. Like go to, go watch TEDx and you will see it's not something like that. So IADS has like multi-layered opportunities for you to practice all of those set of skills. Uh, it has all the cues, all the tools. It just you have to customize all of that upon you, and that's how you can somehow reach or like strive to reach your self-actualization, self-awareness and personal development. Um, and becoming the president of IDS, man, like even uh, I, I, you know, that's why I, I, I told you the title plays and the kind of responsi responsibility plays a major role in changing your personality. So I was, yeah, I was a scout leader back in the days and I'm still, by the way. Um, yeah. But in IDS skeleton, I was only operating as a, like from the, from the, uh, from the backstage, I was like, all my life, I was either like directing some stuff or like vice president of some something. So in the back of my mind, my subconscious, which is something that is stupid, that it doesn't differentiate any right from wrong. It just receives information and it puts you in that mode. That's how your subconscious operate. Um, so I was only in that demeanor and that attitude. But once I became the president from October, no, I became in August, but you, you take office in October. Yeah. So that's like less than a year, man. It's like how many months, like three, five months to six months, right? Man, I've changed. It changed me because I was put in those shoes. I took that seat. I took that chair. And once you are put in that chair, now you have two options. Either you play the game or you're just a dormant, mediocre person that you don't want to do anything about. Because I'm not the first president of IADS. And you can go back and see what other people have done and what I am doing. So it is the, the territory for you to execute yourself, to execute your ideology, execute your ideas and what you, and it's a journey of, you know, healing yourself, journey to, uh, learn about yourself. And uh, as I said, um, uh, once I became the president, I started acting like a president because I was never acting like a president before. Um, and that just exploded my whole skills. It uplifted everything. You know, now I talk with like professional services managers or like 
global vice president, public health, I don't know, managers in big corporate companies. And I don't even like, I don't even think about stress. You know, it's not even on my mind because I'm in that frequency. And uh, from those old self-help books and all those influential people, um, you have to operate on a certain frequency before you even become something. So like we all have aspirations in life. And this is all a message to all Daniel students who want to strive for greatness. Uh, only for those people I'm speaking to. And of course, uh, to yourself, Genghis. Um, we, all, we all aspire to be something. But if you don't think on that frequency, and this goes to the book of uh, The Secret with the Law of Attraction and uh, um, mm-hmm. uh, Napoleon Hill, like uh, grow and think, or think and grow rich and so on. Yeah. yeah. They all speak about the same thing. They speak about the discipline and suffering. Everybody speaks about that. And they speak about the kind of frequency that you have to think. So, as I said, nobody, like most people don't control their mind. Their mind controls them. I wasn't, I wasn't, it wasn't a fluke of an idea. It's something really um, rooted in science and rooted in literature. So you have to think of that frequency. You have to manifest yourself. Like, I want to become this, this somebody in the future as a dentist and as a something in this life to inspire people to be better version of themselves. That may be the ultimate goal. And then you have to set minor goals that will reach that. But it's not like a fixed plan. There is no fixed plan in this world. But you have at least to know exactly what you want to be, man. And I'm telling you like something very recent in my life. I'm quitting my dental career. Like I quit. I quit because I saw that if I want to be something else, I want to incorporate a different pathway in my life. I need to get out of my comfort zone right now because I, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't in my comfort zone uh, uh, throughout the years of Dale school. But then now I uh, came back to my comfort zone. I, I don't like it, man. Uh, you have to uh, every now and then get out of your comfort zone, but not in a sense of, yeah, like whatever it is, like something you don't like to do. No, no I'm talking about something that is... Um, revolutionary so I'm, I'm quitting my job yeah. to go pursue something else and that is exactly what i'm doing i'm thinking of a, a different frequency where yeah i'm manifesting my goal that's how i'm thinking because once i reach my goal i'm already prepared not i'm, I'm now i'm going to prepare for this position no you have to get prepared and everybody's saying this now yeah just like the list goes on and on you know everybody's saying this notion Think of that frequency. Always, always romanticize your life because you will have the dark times. And in dark times, uh, that's where, where you test yourself. Uh, you stop romanticizing your life. It's either depression that you went through, Jenkins. It's either whatever thing that you go through, anxiety, whatever it is, hopelessness yeah. in life, disappointment in life. I was rejected four times uh, for a scholarship to study post-grad. And it broke me. I'm not telling you no, but that was my darkness. And I knew, um, you know, it, it activates something inside of you that you, you never well, was aware of. And that's exactly why you need those dark times. You need to visit suffering and do something major in your life every now and then to go to the core of yourself. And if you want to talk about psychology, we can talk about it later on. But this is rooted in psychology. And uh, I urge you all, uh, if you want to really 
um, go out of the scope of dentistry, but still do something related to dentistry. I think IDS uh, is the as the uh, the the um, is the yeah, basically the home for it, and uh, the navigation is always there. You just keep striving to get a position in IDS and start implementing your ideas. And I would talk about many examples of testimonials that I uh, received just by being inspirational, by truly working to inspire other people. Um, without you know mentioning any names, but people from Indonesia are sending me packages telling me that, oh my God, how you pushed me to do that webinar with this professor. I've never d- done anything like this. But in their own small world, you've done a difference, man. And that's what that's the meaningful thing that you want to do. You know, I you know, being happy is called instant gratification. Being happy is go outside, go to party, you know, drink, uh, do something instant, you know, just instant, whatever you want to do. Like a lot of stuff, everybody knows what I'm talking about. But I'm talking about this delayed gratification that really puts a meaning and value on your life because the the goal is not being happy the goal is being content and uh, have a meaning to your life and that's the i uh, have you know having a higher purpose for your life and um um, um i think ideas gave me that opportunity and now i'm embarking on a new chapter uh, uh in my life to do something also different and uh, that's how it's gonna be man the uh, it's not like life is not going to end uh, until you die. And when you die, uh, you meet your Lord and that's how your next life starts. So if you want to li- live this life uh, in mediocrity, do it. Nobody's telling you anything. But the world needs winners. And uh, winners operate from the darkness. That's it. I uh, thank you very much, Taifa. That's uh, I really love the phrase from Latin language uh, "natus vincere." Is it means uh, born to win? So yeah, yeah, we have to win everywhere. Uh, you, you you just do your hobby or you just do your dentistry, yeah, dental treatment. You you have to w- win everywhere. So yeah, thank you very much, Taifa. We had uh, very very. In- inspirational um podcast yeah first episode i think that auditory people will enjoy it uh on podcast platform later when we publish it so thank you very much guys listeners and uh, uh share to your friends uh, uh like uh, push the like button on, <laughs> on this podcast and uh, i think ideas dental time podcast host um, by ideas score of ideas will be the platform for discussion with some inspirational people like you Hutaifa, and uh, we will invite later and we will enjoy the this all um experience from this uh, from these people so thank you very much that's the end of uh, first episode so thank you very much again i really i really uh uh, I love you, man, because uh, you changed my life also because I be- um, we entered to IDS, um, I think, in 2021, yeah, in yeah. March, when we had a virtual um, mid-year meeting, we entered with our association, Kazakhstan Association, and uh, we, we 
now we're doing very very outstanding job and outstanding projects so that idea is changing lives <laughs> man. Really, <it> thank <laughs> you very much time, man. more than you think really yeah. because uh, this is the essence of uh, of uh, life this is the essence yeah. that we should all strive for so uh i appreciate it man and a great job and good luck with the podcast yeah okay thank you too bye bye good luck and uh good luck to everyone who listens this podcast Bye-bye, everyone. Bye-bye, guys.